Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Also on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio, you can catch us every day now, Monday through Friday, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 8 a.m. Pacific. That, again, is on the Nothing But Net channel. Also, check out all our content on FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, ReasonsSports.com, where you can get our podcasts, our stories, our columns, our merchandise, the only thing that is not free, but also our YouTube channel, where we've got a ton of new content. So make sure you check that out. Our subscriber numbers have been climbing. The other thing that's been climbing have been the number of people in my network who want some of this beer that we've gotten from our new sponsor, which is Biscayne Brewing, Biscayne Bay Brewing, I should say, the official craft beer of Inter-Miami and the Miami Marlins and the Five Reasons Sports Network. This is South Florida's actual independent brewery. Biscayne Bay is owned by local guys who employ people in this community to make their beer right here in South Florida. These guys are committed to our community and support Five Reasons Sports so we can keep bringing you all the local sports content that you can handle. If you care about supporting local business and drinking amazing beer, grab their stuff. It's Marlins Lager, Miami Pale Ale, Tropical Bay IPA at all major retailers throughout South Florida. It's the one beer that we're drinking right now at Five Reasons Sports. And to confirm that, I dropped some with Alf because you and Alex, who's Alex and Alf, give me a hard time about how they didn't get any beer. And Alex, you drove all the way up to Broward. You crossed state lines. You brought your passport. Um, yeah, I did. It was a very tough drive. I, 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 I'm, you know, Broward is, is a foreign land to me. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I did get to try. I, I did get to try some thanks to Alf and. The beer was very good. It exceeded my expectations, if I'm being honest. That's good. Exceeding expectations is a good thing. So you checked it out. I'll try to get you some more beer. I was already hyped for it. You know, the, 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 you know, the coloring, the packaging, the, you know, the tropical part, all of that like, fits very much the type of beer that I like. And it exceeded my expectations. And you are old enough to drink, right? I've been for three years, but I'm still getting carded. So and now, today's episode. <laughs> Welcome to Five on the Floor. A Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. As mentioned earlier, we've got Alex Salito. We've also got Greg Sylvander and we're going to get right into it. We're going to get into this new training camp at the Miami Heat are holding in Orlando. They got pushed back a little bit. Um, couldn't practice as early as they wanted to. But let's get to the news of the week. All three of us kind of knew this. Um, beforehand, it had been discussed. We made a decision as a network not to release the names of the Heat players that didn't make the trip because they had COVID. We did talk about Derek Jones Jr. because he was his name was released by others, not by the team, but by others. So it was kind of out there. Um, the names Bam Adebayo and, and Kendrick Nunn were not announced by anybody until Goran Dragic kind of slipped on a Zoom call a couple of days ago. And so then, you know, reporters started to tweet it. I have not mentioned the names on Twitter or anywhere else, but we're at the point now where three days, again, removed. 
where we've got to discuss who's not there. Um, everybody knows already. So, so let's get to this. First thing, uh, a short discussion on this, guys. But, I mean, are, are you okay now with the fact that it's out there? Because I, I, I know we all kind of agreed that we weren't going to put the names out there unless somebody else did. Thank you, Goran. I guess that's the the first way that I'll, uh, you know, put, put frame this up is just that uh, it makes it a lot easier for us to kind of discuss the implications of the, from a roster perspective and a basketball perspective. I know that that's a little detached from reality when you think about these guys that necess- that, you know, that we want them healthy and that's first and foremost, the most important thing, but at least now that there, there can be a little bit of clarity uh, and, and go forward. Like we, we can actually talk about this a little bit more honestly and open so um, I'm, I'm comfortable with it to the point that we can discuss the basketball ramifications um, mm. from everything we've heard. They appear to be um, working out on their own, uh, staying in, you know, in fit condition and, and, and progressing toward returning to the team in Orlando in the bubble. So when, when you hear those types of things, uh, that's an indicator that we can maybe start to look at the basketball stuff. Obviously, in the back of our mind, we always just want to make sure that those guys are healthy first and foremost. Yeah, that's the big deal. Um, Alex, you and I had discussed this beforehand. We, we kind of knew who it was. Um, let's look a little bit. And again, Greg, Greg hit on it. I mean, everything I've heard is that these guys are going to be fine, um, you know, that, that – one of them, Bam, you know, I'd heard was was quarantined immediately. I'm not as familiar with Kendrick's situation, but with Bam, we, we pretty much knew as soon as he tested positive. And, uh, you know, a name that big, even if Goran didn't give it away, was going to get out at some point. I thought it would actually get out through maybe players on other teams, <laughs> kind of telling their media or telling people close to them and kind of leaking out, oh, Bam Adebayo's not here with the Miami Heat. That's sort of a big one. But let's get to the basketball um, aspect of this. Let's, um, let's say that they don't come back right away. And, again, they've got to, they've got to pass two uh, tests to come back when, you know, after being quarantined. Um, how do you think that, that Eric should handle the practices, slot other guys in? How do you see this from a basketball perspective, Alex? I mean, I, I've talked about it on other pods, but I'm very excited for that part. And – Spoke came right out of the bat, you know, kind of saying that he's going to go deep as far as uh, these these next few games coming up once the season does resume. And I think they've got a lot of different looks they can try that they, we haven't really seen much of now that the team is ready, I mean, healthy. Because when you think about it, like, after they made the trade for Iguodala and Crowder, most of those games they played were, I think, without Hero and Myers. And, like, I want to see more of those lineup combinations. We haven't really seen, like – just a you know Iguodala and Hero together, for example, and I think they can go a lot of different ways to, as far as going small, going big, and I think now would be a great time to try it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's an element of this where Spo uh, maybe will be inclined to do a little bit of the James Jones esque spot starting, where you nece- you don't necessarily start. The, the next guy up, but but just somebody that kind of place holds that spot. If you have somebody in mind, um, particularly Bam, that you know is going to be a starter. But but I also think there's an element of this where there there's an opportunity here to um, maybe in a more seamless fashion get Goran Dragic involved uh, and from a starting lineup perspective. Um, so I, I think that that's also something that needs to be looked at. And uh, unless they intend to have Kendrick Nunn back the entire time, then you, you know that's. Um, that's a 
whole nother ball game. But I, I just think that it leaves the window open. And Ethan has alluded to this specifically about Gorn being kind of built for this um, from a tournament perspective and, and just having your best guys on the floor and most experienced guys on the floor. So I think that that's something that they'll look at as well. Yeah, I think so too. And, and again, we don't know when Kendrick's coming back or not coming back. I, I've actually felt that Kendrick would be one of the real, I guess, surprise stories again. I, I just thought he was going to get off to a great start in terms of if you just look at the trajectory of the way his rookie season went. And, and I thought that having a couple of months where after he hit the wall a little bit to kind of rejuvenate himself. But, you know, obviously he hasn't been able to be with the team, but he is working out um, on his own. And you're right. I, I do think that getting Goran incorporated in a big way. And I think one of the things we're seeing now and I do want to talk about this after we get into a little bit more about BAM. One of the things we're seeing in a lot of the videos, other things that the team is putting out is this kind of leadership, I would say, I don't know, trio or maybe even quartet if Andre Iguodala gets involved in it. But basically, you see, you see a lot of Haslam, Jimmy, and Goron together. And, and I asked Udonis about that, and he said, you know, we're going to have to Haslam was on a call. He said, you know, we're, we're going to have to sort of lead this group because they've got a lot of younger players. I do think Goran is somebody that they feel they can lean on. And so I do think he's going to get more reps, not just now, but I think even when Kendrick comes back. But let, let's get to Bam because uh, this is a big concern for Heat fans, obviously. I mean, Bam is the future of the franchise in a lot of different ways. And, and I think the thing that freaks people out when they hear it's Bam, and we kind of touched on this, guys, on previous pods, but we didn't want to say who it was. But when I talked about, you know, Chris Bosh and Alonzo Mourning and, you know, your cornerstone bigs who had major health issues, the first thing I thought of when I got the word that Bam had tested positive was, oh, here we go again. You know, um, it looks like it's not, nothing serious, but we don't know. I mean, Von Miller, you know, was symptomatic, unlike what I heard Bam was, but Von Miller had, you know, has having issues four or five months later that, you know, the, uh, you know, the great uh, pass rusher in the NFL, I guess, how great should the concern be here? And I, I mean, he's been on Twitter lately, you know, so he's been a little bit more, I think, active once Goran released his name, but, but how did you view it when you heard it was bam, Greg? I mean, I, w I went to that same place. I think we all did, but it, it, it's just reassuring to know that, um, all indications are that he should be back in time. So it's not the doom and gloom scenario. Um, and essentially the, the other part about Bam and the way they hit this roster is he's the heartbeat of this whole thing. He's what makes it go. Um, I mean, I could use all the cliche phrases, phrases, the engine. Um, so like there, there's a certain element of getting Bam back that is crucial for this to even be any any semblance of a of a real run for the team or even an evaluation period of the of kind of the how how good this team can be. So so they got to have Bam back in order to to really do anything in in this you know revised season. So so there's a a basketball side of it that's super crucial to just everything that that goes on, but. Um, I definitely went to that Alonzo morning place, the empty, you know, like, you know, where you feel that empty feeling in your stomach. And then again with Chris Bosch, but it looks like we, that that's just, you know, obviously something that we, we think about, but not something we need to worry about. Let me ask you this, Alex, if they didn't have BAM for any length of time, how would this team even adjust to it? Oh man. I mean, if you're talking, honestly, it's that it, it would be good if we're just talking about basketball, right? It would be good that, you know, now they have to play some scrimmages and some games because it gives them time to buy 
while he's off. But at the end of the day, like if you're talking about a scenario where they're without him for the playoffs, and let's say they got to go up against the Sixers because that seems like the most likely outcome at this point, it's not looking very good for the Heat's chances. And I'm just going to – and that's just me being modest because I, I really like the, the matchup now compared to the beginning of the season. But that matchup without Bam, it's, it's a very, it's a very uh, gloomy one to me. It does look like he's going to be back, so that's the good thing. All right, I want to get into some of the other players on the team and where they stand and some of the things Eric Spolstra said this week. Before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This guy's been with us for a while now. That's Dr. Jonathan Chung at Keystone Chiropractic. Do you know that Florida is a no-fault state? That means if you're in an accident, no matter who's at fault, your insurance company is responsible for paying for your medical care. In Florida, you've got only 14 days after an accident to see a doctor to report an injury. After that time, you're responsible for your own medical bills. Make sure you get checked out by a licensed health professional if you suspect you got hurt, even if you think your injuries are minor. Get more health tips like this and more by following at Keystone Neuro. That's K-E-Y-S-T-O-N-E-N-E-U-R-O or at Dr. Jonathan Chung on Twitter and Instagram. And again, the website is chiropractickeystone.com. All right, let's get to some of the other things that have been going on. If you're, if you're not familiar, the Heat have basically, along with their NBA teams, been making players available, two players a day in addition to Eric Spolster. That's the rule that the NBA came up with. They were also providing a bunch of content. The league is on a content site that we have access to at Five Reasons. I know Greg has been putting up a bunch of those videos. I'm going to start putting up some as well. But I have had the opportunity to be on a couple of the calls with Eric Spolster lately. Alex has also... The thing that's come across to me, guys, more than anything, and then we'll get into some of the specific players, is just the general positivity he's got right now. And it feels very similar to training camp that Alex, you and I attended up in Palm Beach. Like, he just feels like he's got the right group. They came with the right attitude. I mean, if there are certain guys he's frustrated with, he probably wouldn't tell us. But I don't get the sense he's frustrated with anybody. I think from everything that I've heard, and I have talked to others in the organization, the team came back in even better shape than they anticipated. Uh, more focused than they anticipated. And Eric said he's never seen a team run so quickly to the bus to get the practice as they did just to get out of the bubble because they wanted to go play so bad. Um, Alex, looking at it now for the, for the first week, this is about as well as it could have gone. It could have been expected, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's good to see that everybody in good spirits, you know, I guess morale is something that's going to be an important factor in given the you know, the circumstances of this whole situation. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm not surprised. Like, you've kind of been hitting at that this during this whole time that they've kind of been very focused as far as their, you know, their workouts and staying motivated, staying in shape, and that Jimmy has kind of been the guy uh, really in charge of that. And now, especially, you know, since they don't have to worry about the guys that they traded, those are the guys that were really giving them issues or that, that at least they wanted, you know, they expected more production from. Those guys are out, and they've been traded for guys who've been there before in a bunch of different situations. So I think it's just, it's as, I think it's expected, right, that they're, that they're kind of more ready for this than they were earlier in the season. Definitely. I mean, um, one, one thing I had heard initially was that everybody passed conditioning tests right off the bat. And I think that with this kind of stoppage, and particularly with all the distractions and the stress involved with it all, just on a human level, 
uh, to hear that everybody came back in even better shape and, and kind of flew through the conditioning stuff. And, and, and uh, are, even though they're, they're, they're approaching this in a much different way, uh, there's definitely um, some cautionary, uh, you know, like vision toward what they're trying to get to. So they're, they're not going too hard right off the bat. But I mean, just from the, the, the little tidbits of video we've seen to some of the comments that have been made, it looks like Tyler Hero is shooting as well as ever. He looks really sharp. He was moving well, um, which is good, you know, considering the injury. Um, I, you know, we heard Spolstra talk about Myers Leonard looking really strong, which is another guy who had an injury. So, so the team appears to be whole. And then the one thing it was funny is I started to post these videos that the, the thing that everyone was looking at closest was Jimmy's jumper. Yeah. Uh, same here. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think like, obviously we didn't see them all go in, so we're, we don't know what kind of percentages <laughs> we're looking at, but I think overall he looked more fluid and uh, just the smiles and the interaction, the camaraderie, I think all that stuff just, just leads into what, everything we've been saying that this is, if there was ever going to be a team that could flourish in this environment, we found one. Well, and, and I think to add to that, they're, they seem to be one of the few teams where nobody's bitching about anything. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> like you're hearing this stuff from other players, the posting, the photos of the food. Meanwhile, you got Myers Leonard talking about how his brother had to go to Afghanistan and this is nothing, um, you know, in, compar- in, in terms of what these guys are dealing with. And we're making millions of dollars. Andre Iguodala kind of said the same thing. I, I feel like there's a general professionalism on this team that has come across the entire year. But I actually think it's been added to by a couple of the acquisitions so you already had a mature group, and now you've added Iguodala and Crowder, who've kind of been everywhere and seen it all. And so I just don't get a sense that there's going to be any screwing around from this group. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. At all. And it is one of the reasons I liked them coming into this environment. And I also thought they needed kind of, I don't know, they just needed to catch their breath after the trades, after some of the injuries, after not playing particularly well like the last month before the break uh, that they weren't expecting. Like, I just I feel like they've come into this in a really good place and, and nothing that's been said or done has taken away from that at all. In fact, all their comments are indicating that. I mean, Udonis Hasm said that, you know, first day he basically said to them, you know, have fun, appreciate this opportunity. Uh, but he said, my voice was loud. I'm going to get on, on people's asses if I have to. And, and I just think that's where they're at right now. So I did notice, you know, Jimmy's jumper looks a little different, but I, I want to see it in games first. But, but the, the biggest thing to me that, that I thought um, was encouraging, other than Myers being healthy, was that we've joked about it on, the, on Five on the Floor, about Tyler Hero has kind of had his attentions elsewhere for the last month or two. But it didn't look that way when he was shooting. So I, if he needed to get his mind right after you know, kind of having some fun in games, while you know, others may not have been during COVID, it seems like he's gotten it there. Well, and I think we all forget that when you're his age, you, you can kind of, um, you're, you're a little bit more, uh, you know, you have mobility in that sense and that you can kind of lock back in. And I know that there's obviously some elements to, um, 
getting distracted when you're young as well and going down the wrong path. But I think also the resiliency to kind of just dive back in uh, is, is probably underrated a little bit, particularly with the strength and conditioning programs that are uh, in Miami. So, so it, it's great to see. And um, it, it also, there's a little bit of silliness in, um, in, in us discussing, uh, you know, like what these guys are going to look like after three practices. But ultimately, when it's all we have to go off of, and it has been something that fans have been talking about and, and thinking about, I think that it's just, it's all reassuring to see. I think the other thing about it, Alex, is, and Greg and I have talked about this a little, is I don't know necessarily that every team is going there with an expectation to win. Um, you mentioned Indiana. Greg mentioned them a couple times that the Pacers' kind of attitude is we just want to survive this thing. I, I sense that from some other teams, too, that are there. The teams that seem like they're on a business trip or a lot of the social media that's come across, I mean, to, to a degree, Lakers because of LeBron. Uh, uh, the Clippers, oh, no. for, right? The Clippers for sure. I, I think Toronto. It's their, it's their, their own culture and their mentality, right? Yep. Um, Boston, I don't know about. I, I don't know. They're so young in some places. I'm not sure. Um, and they don't have as much leadership as the Heat do in terms of having a bunch of veterans. That's actually a good, a good point, Ethan, because Horford's gone. Uh, Kemba doesn't have much playoff experience. I'm sure he's good in the locker room, and that's what's been reported all season. He's been in the playoffs a couple times, but outside of him, it's like you know, Jalen Brown and Tatum have been in the in the playoffs a couple times as well. But I think you're right about that. Where's the I guess Mark is smart, right? But like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think he's, I a, really I think he's their leader by default, isn't he? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. He's like their heart and soul, basically. Yeah. So, so I, you, yeah, I don't know where they are. You know, Philadelphia, we've talked about, but the first thing that came out was Embiid saying he wanted everything to run through him. So, I mean, I, I don't know that their heads are going to be in the right place. Uh, Houston is a weird dynamic, and, you know, but the, those two guys, Harden and Westbrook, might just come out guns blazing because they can carry you for a couple months but again I, I don't know where they stand they basically gutted all their centers <laughs> it's just a weird roster I feel like the heat I keep saying this I feel of, of all the teams in the NBA that they are sort of top five positioned I'm not for this particular circumstance I'm not saying they're top five in talent but I think they're top five positioned in terms of you know having the right coach having a deep roster having a mix of young and old having guys who are going to be conditioned when they came in. And I do think all of that's played out. But I want to get to one other thing because things happen while we're recording. Bradley Beal, have you guys seen this yet? Yep. Yes. Okay. So Bradley Beal can't stop commenting on stuff related to the Heat. So Bradley Beal is not in Orlando, but Jay Crowder has been pretty active on social media the past couple of days. And there's a uh, – the Heat put out, a tweet that says 99 problems being a boss ain't one heat culture. And it's a bunch of photos of Jake Crowder. And so Jay quote tweeted it. We working heat nation exclamation points. If you don't know, Jay only uses um, capital letters on Twitter. When he was on on five on the floor, he explained the reason for this. I'm going to let you guys find the episode so you can, you can find out because it was something I wanted to ask him. Um, Bradley Beal then quote tweeted Jay Crowder out there capping two exclamation points. <laughs> uh, sorry, the way I said that. I love uh, this. You could you could find it at Real Deal Beal twenty three. Have they played together? No, right? Was Jay in uh, Washington? Am I no. am I missing? 
No, no. no, I don't think so. It's just he can see that it's actually an organization that's taking this thing seriously and it's about winning and guys come there and all of a sudden they're happy with their surroundings. And I think that that stuff um, uh, is is easily seen from a distance. And, and there's no secret. I mean, whether it's Beal's jersey being worn by Bam, uh, obviously there's a relationship there with Dwayne. I mean, Ethan, think back to Charlotte when we were at All-Star Weekend and, and mm. there was that charity event that Dwayne was at. I mean, Bradley Beal was right behind him. They were yeah. lockstep. So, yeah. um, I mean, you know that he's in his ear. So so it's pretty apparent that now you have Oladipo that's kind of eyeing Miami, Beal that's eyeing Miami, and um, that it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. You think Donald Mitchell's like, eyeing Miami? You got to like that there's like a bidding war. Not a bidding war, but that there's rumors heating up for several different guys. I wonder if that affects any of their thinking on it. Like, hmm, if they don't. They're going <laughs> to be I, patient. Yeah, if I don't do something about this, like if, if I'm really considering the heat and, and like let's say I'm Bradley Beal, and you're like, okay, I'm going to wait a little while, see how it works next season with the Wizards. But all of a sudden all the Depot stuff starts heating up. Do you think that affects how Bradley Beal or Donovan Mitchell or somebody else that's really considering the heat and how they go about it? It becomes interesting, I think. Do you think you think it affects Tyler Hero since they're all gunning for his job? I mean, it's it, I mean, I mean, you Definitely can only have so many Tyler all-star Hero. two guards, right? I, I guess, and this is something I wanted to get into with you guys, and I was going to do it on another episode, but we might as well close this one with it. Which is, do you think long term, if you don't have to give him up, and I, I know Heat fans and fans are all over going to say, well, you would have to give him up in some of these circumstances, but if you didn't, could Hero and Oladipo play together as a starting backcourt? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. No doubt about that. Could yeah. Hero and Beal play together? That gets a little Beal, trickier. Yeah. Um, I think that they could. Me is still going to be the primary facilitator. I think that, I, I, that they could make that work. But it's not as easy a fit as Oladipo because people forget how much Oladipo was running all the offense in Indy that one year that he you know, kind of mm-hmm. you know, jumped off the page. Could he and Donovan Mitchell play together? Probably not, right? Hero and Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. Why not? Well, I, I guess some of this is, are we going to assume that Jimmy becomes the de- stays the de facto point guard? If you have Jimmy and Bam as primary facilitators, then you don't need a true point guard as much, right? Yeah. No. And that's, that's the point I've been trying to make to Heat fans is that they haven't had a true point guard the whole year. So there were some questions, could Oladipo and Hero play together? And my answer was, well, we've, we've actually seen – you know, Nunn and Robinson and Butler play together. There's no point guard there. I mean, well, Kend- Kendrick Nunn's not a true point guard. I don't really see an issue with any of those fits, really. They're not, they're not the same all around. But at the end of the day, I would sign up for any of those combos just fine. And, not, and I mean, we were talking about Embiid and, and Gobert next to Bam and trying to talk ourselves into that. And I'm still, by the way, somebody who would uh, be very open to something like that. And that's a weird fit in itself. I think like Hero with another ball dominant guard as well as Jimmy and Bam in the starting lineup or a closing lineup because I think that's what you're talking about is basically having that core four and how they fit together. I I really like it, man. I would I would want to see it with any of those guys. Really, I think uh, like let's say B- Beal basically replaces everything Duncan Robinson does plus more does more handling and maybe uh, him and Oladipo obviously don't fit on the Heat in the same way. But I think all of those fits are, are pretty clean. They need another ball handler, another scorer, and they all come, you know, different play styles. But I like the fit for all three of them. 
Well, and don't forget, Bam eventually is going to, um, the evolution of Bam Adebayo is eventually he'll be the point forward of all this. So oh, yeah. um, Jimmy can just naturally hand the keys off to Bam and he can run all the offense and um, that'll be a unicorn type scenario. But uh, I think, you know, part of the pitch to Jimmy was that he was going to get to run this thing. And, and there was even, you know, like talk about him being um, like the de facto point guard. And so that that's not like just something that, came out of nowhere or happened by accident. It's been very much by design. And I just think that that opens up the ways that they can surround him because if you got shooters and a good mix of guys, they can maybe do a little bit of stuff off the dribble, which all these guys can. Uh, and Hero is going to continue to develop too. I think we shouldn't discount that part of it is that, you know, what if he takes a Devin Booker type leap or um, something like that? So uh, it, it's all good things. Yeah, and I don't think that the, there's a need for a traditional point guard um, as much in the league nah. anymore. But but particularly on this team, particularly when you have they're, they're better with Jimmy and Bam as their as their yes. as their playmakers. And then let's right. say you added another one of these guys like that. Are, they're all pretty good ball handlers. And Jimmy being a de facto point guard honestly makes even more sense when you're trying to talk in like oh how these other guys might potentially fit because. Jimmy setting up a Donovan Mitchell or a Victor Oladipo or a Bradley Beal all of a sudden makes more sense to me than them just kind of taking turns trying to score the ball. Like, I think Jimmy and Bam would still be the facilitators in that situation and take pressure off of Mitchell and Beal Oladipo, who are all, I think, more secondhand playmakers. I think Oladipo is probably the best, but uh, all of those guys getting set up by Jimmy and Bam, to me, that sounds uh, amazing. (laughs) I did not expect to talk about Bradley Beal tonight, but he again he can't stay out of the Heat's DMs. It's it's hysterical to me. Um, and you're right. I do think there's a little bit of a race right now between him and Oladipo. I mean, I mean, I mean, the Heat would prefer Beal, but that's more complicated. And to a certain degree, he took himself out of the equation for two years. But uh, it's certainly something that we're gonna that we're gonna monitor. All right. Um, final thoughts here. And we're going to have several episodes during the week, so we'll get into a whole bunch of different topics, including Bleacher Report putting three Heat players in its top 100, which one of them was a bit bit of a surprise. Um, but the other thing I wanted to touch on real quick here was Myers Leonard, um, because Myers has been so out there in, in a lot of different ways, social media, but also he's talked to the media now twice in about five or six days. And I think it's getting more of a spotlight about how important he was to the team because the, their, their numbers were totally different when he went out. Um, but we've talked a little bit about the starting lineup and I actually asked him on one of the calls, you know, do you think, you know, you guys will sort of hit the ground running with the same lineup we had before you had before. And he said, you know, I'm going to have to earn my spot again. Do you see it provided again that bam is back in the next week, which we're, we're anticipating. Do you anticipate any scenario where Myers does not start as long as his health progresses the way it has? No. Uh, the short answer is no, he, he's going to start. I think that he, that, you know, the, the numbers showed themselves. I mean, I, I saw a funny tweet by someone and I can't remember who, and I wish I could credit them. Uh, it looked like the heat's record w- without Myers was seven and nine. And they said, look, the heat without Myers Leonard are the dolphins. And that, that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> um, I can't, I wish I could credit the person right now. I'll try to follow that up. But ultimately he, he, he's, he plays his role exactly the way that they, they need him to. He's max effort every minute out there, which um, we, we know from the Joel, Joel Anthony days that how much that matters. So um, there, there, I do think there's certain matchups that they're going to have to evaluate going small. Alex and I were actually talking earlier about Boston and how that would work out and maybe Myers would need to um, maybe take a little bit of a backseat in certain matchups. 
scenarios. Oh, yeah. But ultimately, uh, I think he's the starting center going forward. Yeah, I'm in the same place as Leif there. I, I, I expect him to come out as a starting uh, big again. I think the lineup just makes a lot of sense because he is excellent following that little uh, drop scheme. I think it's uh, just the way that they call it. And he's perfect in that. I think he's really good at recognizing when to drop back and when to go and help on somebody else. And it makes the job easier for him. And something that we were talking about earlier, like Leif mentioned with the Celtics or, or another team where it might be harder on him, uh, like let's say the Raptors or the Bucks, you know, some of these elite teams that have guys that can pull up and, I think they can go to zone and, and really that would help Myers out as well because he doesn't have to worry about guarding somebody one-on-one can say a Kemba Walker drives by somebody else. He can come and help on that. You got what I'm saying? Like, so he doesn't have too much pressure to kind of help on a pick and roll and then eventually get dusted up by Kemba at the top of the key. Uh, I think there's a lot of different things they can do. And I think Myers is just a great fit next to Bam, next to Jimmy. And that starting lineup just, is a great fit overall. However, I can't wait to see all the different lineups that Spo is going to try out there. I want to see them go small a little more just because we didn't get enough of it uh, before the season shut down. And I think Myers is going to fit in regardless. I think there's no way he's not part of that nine-man rotation once it does. Well, the fact that you mentioned rotation is a good place to end this because the big controversy with Heat Twitter over the past, what has it been, the past, like, three weeks is – how many players are in a rotation? In other words, if you call a player a rotation player, does that oh mean they God. can't be a starter? Because that's what threw everybody. And I want, I want to be clear on this. I'm not the person who did this. There were a couple of media members who, to try to hide you know, who this was, who the two players were, called them rotation players. And then there's a bunch of Heat fans that were upset because they're, they were saying they're ne- they, when they found out who they were, because they feel like they were duped because they were saying so dumb. If, if they're if they're rotation players, they couldn't be starters. But as you said, Spo playing a nine-man rotation is including the starters. Starters are rotation players. It was just the whole point is to be broad and vague. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so not that's trying to make big. it easy for you to narrow it well, down. Well, the other like, thing is that the Heat put out those videos where they basically had almost everybody on the team getting on the bus, and it was like, okay, guys, are you going to basically – you know, 15 players on there until we figure out. You think they wouldn't be like there. putting up pictures of Bam? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. He'd be leading the images. Um, oh, and shout out to CPO tweet stuff. Cause that's the one who made the dolphins tweet. And I want to give him his credit. Had to get that in. All right. There you go. Seven and nine dolphins. All right. More episodes coming up this week. Again, check out chiropractic, chiropractic keystone, um, Also, uh, check out Biscayne Bay brewing. Um, we're going to be running a bunch of events with them when we can. We're also we're planning on watch parties, all that good stuff, although probably wait till COVID passes for that. Alex, I'll get you more beer. Um, if Very you, come good. Up, you come across county lines again, uh, I'll make sure bring the passport, and I'll make sure you bring some beer back with you. Check out 5reasonsports.com. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the 5 Reasons of Sports Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.